Well, for your age, too. In what capacity is that? The silver fox look. You know what? Fun fact, and I could show you proof at my next haircut. Because you know when you get your haircut, you have the black robe thing on that you wear? Yeah. So I always look just to update to see what I got going on up there. Yeah. And um, mine is more red and white, like white as the lid of this coffee cup. And so it's not it's not gray, but when you put red with white together and you look at it from the distance in the summer, it looks blonde. And then, the, and then in the off season, as I like to call it, <laughs> it looks like I'm graying, but there's it's not gray. It's and that's that's genetic. My dad went white when he was like seven years, <laughs> not seven years old, but he was like 18, 20 years old. He was white. Really? Well, you're not. No, but I'm partially white. It's because it's funny. So my uh, buddy turned 36 yesterday. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, 36 is great. He's like, how old are you? I said, 46. He's like, 46. Goes, buddy. When I turn forty-six, you'll be fifty-six, and you'll look younger than me because you don't even have a speck of gray hair on your head. Yeah, you don't. I don't. Buddy. Do you use that just for men stuff? I do not. I have been given some gifts in life. Uh, Name my, them. My father uh, also. He passed away when he was sixty, but mm-hmm. he did not have a gray head of hair. Wow. He passed away at sixty either. So, I'm good. You for should a be while. good. I'm good for a while. On that note. This is your Niagara Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Patrick Burke and Sean DeLotte, two top-tier realtors who happen to be from two different brokerages, from two different real estate teams, both focused on one thing, the Niagara real estate market. Let's get started. All right, friends, we are back. It's Patrick Burke here with the team at Realty in Niagara, across the table from me is your friend Sean Delot with the Davids and Delot real estate team of Remax Niagara. You're getting more and more theatrical when you do your, yeah. your intro. We're having fun these days. Sure. Um, so this is, is this a quick shot? This is a quick shot. Sound effect. Okay. So that means we have to be brief to the point and, and I can't go on with like unrelated metaphors and, and anecdotes. Although I do love them. And yeah. I think our listeners do too. But I now think it's not some the time. People, I think some people just specifically listen to the podcast to hear what analogy is no. Pat going to use today. So, so today we're talking about something that is uh, something that is a symptom or a byproduct of the market, for better or for worse. When we have really strong markets, we do not see them. Early 2022, you would have been laughed out of the room if you brought one, uh, if if you brought this kind of offer. And then now here we are towards the end of 2023 and they are rampant because the market has switched as far as it can possibly switch from early 2022 to here at the end of 2023. Polar opposite. And today's topic is the elusive sale of property offer. Why, well, do, you, why do you say elusive? Well, because it used to be. Oh, right, right, right. It used to be. So so the funny thing is I was pondering today prior to this podcast. I was pondering and when we were in COVID, did you ever think a sale of property offer would ever be, I thought they would disappear. I thought we, I thought because of the, the new Toronto contingent and all that, cause I had a friend years ago who was an agent in Toronto Yeah, and this is way back because we'd both got licensed around the same time and he called me five years in. So that, that would have been 2007, 08. And he, he had his, he was dealing with his first SOP that he's ever dealt with. 
I don't even know if we clarified for the listener what SOP is. SOP is sale of property condition, meaning the buyer brings an offer on 123 Main Street, but the buyer has 12 John Street. They have to sell in order to buy Main Street. So they have a condition in their offer that says, this offer is conditional upon the buyer selling 12 John Street on or before a certain date, failing which this deal is dead. Yep. And so he he called me because he'd never dealt with one in five years in the business. And so when we had, you're absolutely right, when we had all of our stuff going in 2021 and 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 geez, all kinds of different markets, but 2021, early 2022, when SOP was just gone, period, I thought, wow, maybe the GTA factor has just spread. We're part of this new normal, this new market, which I think we probably talked about back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that is the end of the SOP. And wow, are we wrong? 100%. And, and it just goes to show how we're wrong, how, but how a market can change and that yeah, markets 100%. disappear, but they always will come back. So funny thing is, is you and you and myself were very familiar with the sale of property offer in our younger it's bread and butter with our younger real estate years yep. because it was just normal. Yep. It was normal. And then really 2016, 2017 happened and then it kind of disappeared and you thought, oh, maybe it's gone forever. Well, whoa, ho, ho, here Fun we fact, are. I, I actually looked it up this morning because I've been looking once a week now to see about the number of offer. So on our system, it shows you how many houses have conditional offers in on them. Yep. Um, kudos to Matrix because before whatever, how many years ago, we never knew what the conditional offer was. And so consistently over the last couple of weeks, 50 to 55% of all conditional offers in on properties in Niagara are SOP. There you go. So I don't know. I don't have any benchmark. I don't know what it was like 10 years ago or 15 years ago as far as what's normal. But I do know that if you have 10 houses on the market that have conditional offers and on them five to six of them have SOP, which is high because that person, that seller is thrilled. You know, you're getting an offer and then you find out it's conditional in the sale of the buyer's property. And then what happens is that buyer puts their house up for sale and they get an offer on their place. And statistically it's a 50, 50 shot if that's going to be SOP. So then you get this game of dominoes happening and you, and you, you want to talk about elusive, your ideal buyer that you're hoping comes to the table doesn't have a house to sell and they're not SOP. They're the other 50% because that's the one you, you wrap your arms around and you, you do your damnedest to get a deal together, right? Absolutely. So let, let's get into uh, the SOP and, uh, and sort of insider baseball on, on what you, cause I know you're very good and strategic and, and thoughtful with SOPs. And I know others, <laughs> no disrespect, you get an offer in a place, you negotiate it. The SOP is just part of the parcel. Your approach is, the SOP is the parcel mm-hmm. and, and sure, let's get the price together. But if we agree on price, we, we agree on closing, et cetera, et cetera. But the SOP is, is an unsellable uh, home then we really haven't done it, accomplished anything. Absolutely. And, and obviously there's always pros and cons to everything, right? And I mean, there's a huge pro for the buyer in the sense that it's protection. This condition is for the protection of the buyer. So therefore, the buyer puts the condition on the sale of their house on John Street, as you discussed, for 30 days is usually what I'm looking at. But in our early years of of real estate, Pat, we were accepting 45, 60-day conditions. But because I think we've grown a little astute over the years, um, we're typically, I'm pretty much at a 30-day threshold. And why would you say that? I, I know why, but I'm just sort of spoon-feeding you the question. Because the, the, the number one thing is with the sale of property offer is that really the seller 
is putting their trust in the buyer that they are going to do everything and everything to facilitate a sale on that property. And they're kind of attaching their wagon to your I, that's horse. That's what I say, hitch, hitching the wagon. But but the 30 days thing is my theory is always, and I know you're the same, is if you, if, if the, the buyer brings a, an, an offer condition on the sale of their house at 12 John Street, they don't need 60 days or, or whatever, 45 days to know if they got a shot at this. They put their house up for sale on Monday. Within those 30 days, they know if they're going to be able to pull this off or not. So, so cool, I'll hitch my wagon to you for 30 days. But I want to know, like in, in four weeks' time, that's your window. And I don't want, like if I do this right now, like let's say it's, let's say it's Halloween and we do, we do an offer. If I give you 60 days, that's New Year's Eve. I'm not, that's a long time that's, to be yeah. hooked up. Yep. Now, one benefit for the seller is you are typically able to accept an offer pretty close to your asking price with the sale of property offer. Well, you hope you gain you, some you, leverage. Typically, but, in, but, but if your house is priced right, the buyer, right. you know, there is a little bit the buyer is willing to pay to have that kind insurance. of con- insurance, right? right? Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that myself as the selling agent, what I'm doing is extensive due diligence into that backup property. So that backup, let's talk about that. So, so John Street is yeah, what we've been John. calling it. Twelve John yep. Street. A little story and a half. It's nice. Perfect. So oh. I want to know what it's going to be priced at, mm-hmm. where the location is, and the reason I want to know the price, the location, everything like that, because. At the end of the day, I want to represent my seller and I want to make sure that they're investing in a saleable property Mm -hmm. because there is a lot of houses for sale currently that shouldn't be for sale. And you don't want to attach yourself to that horse, right? Mm. Nay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry, go uh, on. Anyways, you definitely don't want to attach yourself to that horse. So you do your due diligence and pick a property that you're going to feel is... They have confidence in. Best. You know, like for example, even an agent on my team uh, listed a house, had multiple offers. Four SOP offers. Wow. Talk about a changing market. See, that's, I've never had that in my life. Four multiple offers. So all four, all four offers that came in were conditional on buyer one, two, three, four is how homes selling. So what do they do? So uh, agent reached out to me, Sean. Here's what I got. What do you think? Property on Brookdale in uh, in Niagara Falls for eight hundred grand. Yep. You're out. One just sold for six twenty on that street. Done. Uh, back split. Really nicely done. Felt really kind of good on that one. But then there was another guy who really wanted it at a gorgeous house out by the jail, but removed his sale of property condition in the end yeah. to bring a firm deal. So, so there's there's the uh, when we're when we get an SOP offer in on a listing of ours, yes. So, I got a bunch of stuff to say in this. One is I was talking to an agent yesterday, and they were getting an SOP offer on their property, um, and so they had a few questions. So. Th- the, the one thing was they they called the buyer's agent and asked them about the property, asked them about what price they were going to do, asked them about photos. Are they doing professional photos? When's it going to be in the market? And the listing agent was sort of, or the, that buyer's agent was sort of not aghast, but they were sort of taken aback, like saying, I, I've never been asked all these questions about hmm. an SOP. Well. And, and I said, well, I would chalk that up to a inexperience. Mm-hmm. And if 
they're getting asked those questions, then they should be more comfortable because they know they're dealing with somebody who knows what they're doing and they're going to work, you know, if they get a deal together, then they should have more confidence in the saleability of their house because they know they've been vetted by an active acting listing agent, right? You know what I mean? Yep. And so I thought it was funny. So the agent called me. He's like, was I out of line? And I said, absolutely. 100% you were in line. 100%. And if the agent has a problem with that, that's for me, that's a big red flag. 100%. Because, because, uh, you know, they they say, okay, no, we're going to list their house at at $599 and it's going to be up next Wednesday. I've already got the photos done. Would you like me to share the Google Drive with you? And, and, uh, Teddy Bolt, shout out to Ted. He, he has an SOP on a property of ours. He got an SOP offer on one, on the, on the buyer's property. He actually, physically went out to that house mm-hmm. to have a peek at it because he was unsure about the pricing of it and, and given the look, like, nice house don't get me wrong but was concerned about pricing and saleability of it before again we lean up one domino against another and and they didn't take the deal good yeah I said because they were going to be 75 to 100 grand too high absolutely and, and that's the kind of stuff when you're an agent what's agency right when you're an agent for another person you should be expected to be doing that kind of digging absolutely because i am actually a fan of the sale of property offer i'm not opposed to it by any means especially in a market like this i want to protect my clients and having the opportunity to put it in is fantastic but also too i want to make sure it's all realistic so for example that ted bolt person like yeah maybe needed <laughs> ted bolt well person. the ted bolt like the, backup the, property the, uh, yeah yeah maybe needed that number so they could actually buy right. the house. Right. Well, just because you need that doesn't mean yeah. that that's reasonable. Right. And and we can both agree there's a lot of that a lot going of on in the, in the market right now. A lot of want rather than need. Um, but the key thing is too, is as far as why I also really focus on that 30 days mm-hmm. is because one of the other challenges, and Pat, I'm sure you've ran into it in your lifetime. I can almost guarantee you. What's the challenge? What's this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all had the sweet talk by the agent. Sean, it's a gorgeous property. It's yeah. over here. Ravine lot, in-ground pool, and we're going to price it aggressive at eight ninety nine. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Oh, this sellers, this is a sounds really good to me. I think this is something we want to proceed with. Well, sure enough, four days later, you see the property listed at nine forty nine nine. Yeah, and you're like, "What the heck?" Mm-hmm. Call that agent. What's going on? Well, Sean, they just wanted to try. Yeah, they just wanted to try. Well, no problem. That's why you have thirty days. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's fine. And, and you- that's where it comes down to the to the listing agent too of knowing new. And that's that's the beauty of of dealing with local agents, is is and. Don't get me wrong. I've dealt with lots of out-of-town agents that were great too. hundred percent. But, but when you know who you're dealing with and, and somebody, and like if you said to me, hey, they're going to be listing it at, 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 at 649, we'll be up on, up for sale on Tuesday. I, I'm like, okay, I got, I got faith in that versus somebody I don't know and somebody might, might not have the experience to be able to, when, when it comes time to sign the paperwork with the seller, the sellers all the time. We put out a blog last week about the top 10 things sellers say and shouldn't. And one of them is we wanted to try a little bit higher, mm-hmm. right? We can always mm-hmm. wait. My uncle and Owen sound thinks we're priced too yeah, low, all these yeah. things, right? And it's human nature. It's not, it's not, oh. it's not necessarily greed. It's more misguided optimism. And, and, but or, the problem, or I also find this that, yeah, Sean, you can tell me what you want. You can tell me what you want. And you're probably right, Sean, but, but I need to see it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah, me try, yeah. let me try. And then, and so, so, so we don't make this, 
this podcast specific to this time of 2023. Let's let's evergreen this baby a little bit. So when you look at that whole philosophy of we want to try, we want to at least give it a shot. There's markets where that philosophy will work. 100%. And there's markets where it won't. But that human nature is always going to enter the equation. 100%. But you have to have the ability to say, I want to try, but are we in early 2022? Are we in summer 2022? Are we in the end of October 2023? Are we in 2018? You know, what's the market conditions now? And is it a we want to try market? Or is it, you know what? we got to get this thing done because we're competing with 22 other houses. Right? Yep, and fair enough. And, and part of the challenge, at least for, for what's going on right now, is it's it's only human nature that sellers will kind of go onto the MLS and yeah. look at what's going on in their neighborhood and they see houses priced higher. So then I understand the human nature piece where it's like, well, that guy's priced there and that guy's priced there and my house is better. And fair enough, yes, your house actually is better than those. But guess what? They're not selling. Right. So if you want to sell, this is where you have to be. But I, I get it. They're like, well, but if I sell it and three weeks later, that guy's house comes up sold and gets that number, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. There is a 99.99999% chance that that guy will get that number. But maybe by the, mm -hmm. the luck of the house gods, he, he does. But at the end of the day, you know, so that's again that where everyone kind of tries. Now, Pat, in regards to the sale of property condition. Yeah. There is a huge caveat that comes along with the sale of property condition, or at least it should come along with it. And mm -hmm. if it's not in there, you just screwed your seller. And that is what's called the escape clause. Yes. All right. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about what the escape clause is? So anytime you have conditions on a property, a finance and inspection condition, for example, they might be five banking days, they might be six, seven banking days, but that's max. Like mm -hmm. if you if you have your house for sale and you get an offer conditional in 10 banking days on finance and inspection and you sign off on that, you shouldn't, right? 100%. So those do not require an escape clause because because it's going to be wrapped up within a week. You give the buyer that leash to to get out there and do their due diligence, come back, firm up, everybody's happy and starts packing. But when you have a condition that's 30 days, that's long. That's a long time to hitch the wagon. So the escape clause is more or less a, a middle ground between the buyer saying, hey, I need this insurance policy in order to get my house sold to buy your house because I can't do it. The market won't support me buying yours without having mine, uh, mine conditional. So that's, that's the insurance policy for the buyer. The insurance policy for the seller is cool. I'll give you that 30 days. However... If somebody else, buyer number two, comes to us and says, "Hey, I live at, at 22 Tavistock, and uh, and but good news, my brother's buying that house, so we don't need that condition. We want to make an offer to you, conditional on finance and inspection only, and for four business days. Um, then at that point, the seller can turn to buyer number the seller. They can negotiate their deal however they want. And I know there's different ways. I want to talk to you about that too. Mm -hmm. There's different ways to negotiate that deal with buyer number two. Buyer number two's offer would have a condition in it that says that the seller is going to be released from buyer number one. And so at the point that buyer number two and the seller get a deal together, buyer number or the seller then turns to buyer number one and says, okay, we have an accepted offer. The escape clause kicks in, which allows the seller to accept another offer. They serve notice to buyer number one and says, you now have typically it's 48 hours 
to but remove all your conditions. 24 or 72. Yeah, somewhere in that range. You, you have range, one, two, or three days to firm up or hit the road. Average is 48 hours. So basically, basically the the uh, the process, the whole point with the escape clause or the condition on SOP being 30 or 45 days, that's longer than the seller would ever want. So you have to have that escape clause in because somebody could come to you cash. They could say, you know what, we're going to do the inspection tonight when we do the showing. Our financing's rock and rolling because we sold our house. Then, then they come in, they do the, they do the offer, they do the negotiation. Then the seller isn't tied to buyer number one with what would be a lesser offer because they've not sold their house. So they turn to buyer number one and say, "Sorry, good news, bad news. You have the opportunity still to buy our house because you can firm up. If you want to take that risk, mom and dad are going to pony up some money, or they have an offer coming in their place. They feel confident." Or you're going to hit the road and buyer number two will slot in and they're going to buy our house. Yep. So so the escape clause allows everybody to do something. Yep. So so kind of to shrink that up for everybody. Yeah, that was as quick as I could do. It, and that's ridiculous because that was that was like 10,000 words. That was a lot of words. So just to shrink it up for everybody, <laughs> the escape clause actually allows the seller to be able to still look at other offers. And it can actually look at other offers with another conditional sale of a house. Yeah, don't get me started on that. We got bit with that two, three, four weeks ago. Well, but go on. Anyway, so so really the long and short of it is that escape clause. So you, the buyer has the protection with that condition for themselves of the sale of their house. The escape clause allows the seller to be able to look at other offers, accept another offer, and then really the first buyer who brought the condition and has first right of refusal within 20 within 24 48 hours 72 hours done that's the you quick, had to repeat it but only shorter eh? that's the quick shot buddy you know we should put that into ai and see if ai can come up with a quicker explanation for it i was pretty quick it was definitely be a little quicker than yours i can be a little verbose but so here's a question for you yep a little uh again insider baseball if you have a if you have an SOP offer on your listing on uh, on twenty six uh, Josephine, yep, and you get a second offer on, and and so the second offer comes in and it's conditional on finance inspection, are you doing that deal with them, bumping number buyer number one, and then letting them do their finance inspection at that point, or are you getting them to get that stuff out of the way before you bump buyer number one, or is it a case by case basis? It, to be honest with you, I've never done that way. I bump. You bump right away. I bump right away. Because here's my worry is let's say buyer number one, let's say there was an inspect there was not an inspection condition and it's SOP and then buyer number two comes in and and then all of a sudden they say, Oh my gosh, the shingle's loose, we're out and then they're out and then buyer number one's pissed because you bumped them and you got nothing. So I know there's some agents that will do that and, 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 and say, We will bump number one, but we need you to do your inspection if buyer number one firms up will reimburse you for your inspection. Yeah. That, Do you like that or no? No, hate that. Hate, hate that. it. Hate Ooh, it. That's strong. Hate Go it. on. Why? Only because I, re- cause, uh, I represent a buyer as well. Yeah. And the more time you leave that potential seller to sell their house, yep. limits the time that that buyer has to come in. So yep. it's process, it's protocol. And not only that, I've kind of put some faith in the process. Yep. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So if I said to you, uh, cool, we'll do the deal with you, but we need you to do your inspection before we're going to bump. So, so, so your condition on my people being released has got to be five banking days or something like that. Yeah. Like it's going to be, lo- it's going to be longer. I'm going to make you do your homework before I tell these guys to hit the road. 
Yeah, I mean, do you like that, or would that that would bug you? No, no, no. If you said, "Hey, well, you know what? Can you get your inspection in there right away within the forty-eight hours?" kind of thing, I would say, "Yeah, sure, no problem. I I can try and accommodate." No, before I bump. Yeah, before you bump. Yeah, okay. I would go in there and and try and do that potentially if I can get someone in there within that time. I know it's tricky, and and it's always so. There's there's six sides to that coin, right? You got the buyer agent and their style, the seller agent and their style, and you have the sellers. And then uh, actually, I guess it's not six. It's really you got four parties. Well, no. And then you have you have, yeah, there are six. Geez, some days you got it, and some days you don't, eh, dude? And then you got buyer number two and buyer number two's agent. So you, so it, it all comes down to who you got around the table, what and what 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 everybody sort of approaches, and and are they patient? Are they impatient? Do they want to slam, kick the door down, or are they more? Let's let this play out, you know. So there's always absolutely that's the human piece. Now another thing with that escape clause, I want to make it very aware for agents and uh, and sellers uh, alike to notice that there is two ways the escape clause can be written. It can be written that the escape clause, when notice is served, to remove this condition, or what I always have in there is any and all conditions. And what you need to know is that if it just says this condition, that agent could, and they have it conditional still on finance and home inspection, that agent can remove their sale of property condition, but then they still have seven days to complete their financing and home inspection. So as the selling agent and the seller, you want to make sure any and all conditions, because then that buyer has 48 hours to remove all their conditions. And if they can't meet all those conditions, then done it goes to buyer number two there are a million different routes you can take with this and that's one of the th- that's one piece I, I i'm not a fan of an offer coming in that's conditional on the sale of the buyer's property and finance inspection for five or seven days after removal of the sale of property because the buyer doesn't have any skin in the game 100 percent. and yeah if if that if that escape clause is for that condition only well then okay i bump you you still have five or seven for the removal of that condition. I could say, okay, cool. I'm going to remove my SOP on Sunday. I've still got to the following Sunday to deal with my finance and inspection. So I got a week reprieve, yep, yep. right? So, so and it, this is a bit finicky and bit, and this is, I, hey, you want to you want to talk about why we exist. Some people think real estate's easy. When you start getting offers in and, and then backup offers and SOPs and, and colliding conditions and different personalities, it's not always straightforward, and no. it gets to be a bit of a tangled web, right? Yep. And uh, that's where we come in on our horses and uh, save the day. Absolutely, and I am in firm agreement with you. I hate the removal of the financing and, and inspection I never done that. after. And so even for my buyers, I've ran into it. Some, well, Sean, I just don't want to pay for the inspection if, if my house doesn't sell. No problem. Guess what? If that happens, I'll reimburse you for yeah. the inspection. We're let's, all in this together. Let's get the show on the road here. This is how we do it because at least – because not only that, I explained to the buyer too, worst case scenario, what happens? You sell your house, you do an inspection, right. something huge comes up, you don't want that house anymore, mm-hmm. then you're kind of screwed and we're scrambling to find you another house. So, so it's all order of operations. Absolutely, right? absolutely. But I think uh, for a quick shot, we're kind yeah. of wrapping it up here. But So to, to, to put a button on it though, is, is if you're a home seller, I think it's important to have some kind of deeper conversation with your agent and say, look, if you were selling your house and you had an offer like this come, can you tell me tell me all the angles I should be considering mm-hmm. rather than yay, let's take the offer? Like, what am I missing? What am I what am I not thinking about that you know about that I should? Right? Instead of, because I, I know sellers a lot of times when an offer comes in condition on sale, 
they just look at the sale, they look at the dates, they look at the chattels, they look at the price. They say, okay, cool. Exactly. Without that deeper... 100%. So if you're a seller, you have to, have to, have to ask your agent for that deeper insight. Do you know that there is Probably sellers not. out there right now with sale of properties on their home and they don't have a clue right. what the house is or anything? Had someone come through an open house and they're like, oh yeah, my house is up for sale. I got an offer. Oh yeah. Oh, it's conditional on the sale of someone's house. Oh, right. where's that? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Do, do I have that information? I'm yeah. like, yeah, you do. It's actually clearly stated in your yeah. offer. Oh, my agent really never did that. So do you know what it's priced for? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Like that is the stuff an agent needs to do for their client. Like if you- Without question. Be, because they're, listen, I like I said, I have no problem with the sale of property offer. Uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. For our locals, it's fantastic for them. And not to mention, there is two psyches. There is people in the height of the market who have no problem rolling with the cash offers. But then even you and I both, in the height of the market, we're still dealing with people who say, well, I have to put a condition on the sale of my house. I have to put a condition. And finally, after a month of them seeing the market, guess what? This market is not for you because they acknowledge they're not going to get a condition on mm-hmm. the sale of their house. And their psyche is that I have to do that. So then, sorry, this market's not for you. Yep. But conditions, great, not a problem, protects everybody involved, can work out really well for everybody involved. But the number one thing is the due diligence of the listing agent to confirm that the property the seller's attaching their wagon to is good to go. Do it smart. Do it smart. There you go. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you have questions or, or you want us to uh, fill in blanks or, or uh, deconstruct a little bit what we just talked about um, in a much more concise way, perhaps less words, uh, give us a call. Reach out anytime. Either of us are here and happy to help. We love chatting real estate. Always happy to help. Well, Sunday, like like holiday weekends, like the, the Friday sometimes. not. Just That's nice to have off. This has been your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you found us on. Have a friend looking for help? Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.